before we give an update, I'd like to um, uh, just talk a little bit about actually a message I had prepared, um, oh, before I went back to the field last time, about the, um, the process of the church maturing. And I guess I need, uh, I'm not used to this, I'm used to plunking on a keyboard on a computer here, so uh, this new stuff. I was at an assembly in Toronto and they gave me one of these and, and uh, you know, you hold on to the button, you push on it and all of a sudden three or four slides go flying by and then you go back and you try to go to reverse, so we'll see how we do here. Um, let's just bow in a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your love to us and we thank you for the Lord Jesus Christ and we thank you for salvation and Father, um, our words fall short when it comes to praising your name, but Father, we enjoy this time this morning where we can lift up your name and uh, think of you in song and in prayer and in, in the word, and I just pray that uh, you would be honored this morning and that hearts would be blessed and challenged here today. In your son's name I pray, amen. Okay, let's see if I can pull this together here now. Oh yes, he told me that. I forgot. There we go, and he works. So the message I'd prepared, well before I went, um, it's a whole nother message, but I just wanted to compare it to our little church in uh, Papua New Guinea, and uh, maybe you can compare it to here and how the Lord's working, but um, some of the things we see um, happening over there um, is God's word in the church and the life of the church and the identity of the church and discipleship happening within the church. So one of the important things is that the word of God is the most important thing that dictates how they should live and, uh, and of course give them their guidance through life. And if it's not the most important thing, then, um, then we see what happens around us. And actually it's happening within cults and different places, different people that don't put their trust totally in the word. I had talked to a man a while ago, and he said he was talking to somebody from another denomination. He said, oh, the stories in Revelations are just stories. It's nothing important. And, uh, well, if it's not important, then um, anything can go. And uh, it's really been neat to see the believers in Keika, in our church there, um, looking into the Word and studying it and be able to challenge other people who say, no, we have a church in our group that would say, we're the true church. And, uh, well... Now our believers are standing up and saying, well, but you guys believe this and this is what the word of God is teaching. And 1 Thessalonians 2.13 says, For this cause also thank we God without ceasing, because when ye received the word of God, which ye heard of us, ye received it not as the word of men, but as it is in truth, the word of God, which effectually worketh also in you that believe. And so that's a wonderful thing when somebody receives the word of God and does not look at it from man, but looks at it as something that's coming from God. And we see the believers in our meeting being challenged and uh, God's word working in their hearts. Um, seeing them hiding God's word in their heart. Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. And uh, some of the older people, they'll never be able to read. Uh, we've uh, had different Older people come out to our literacy classes and uh, we might hold up a little card that says, has a letter A on it, and we say, say, ah, and they go, ah, and then we have N-A and it's, and so then they say, nah, and you can go all week long, seven days teaching some of those dear people that, and at the end of it, they just, the following week, we ask them, what does this card say, and they say, anything but ah or nah. And so we're thankful for MP3 players because now they can hear the word of God 
and they can be listening to this any time when they're walking to the garden or whether they're in their homes and they can be designing songs around those words that they're hearing and so um, we're just thankful that yeah you guys see that that they are able to do that um, the church's understanding of who, who it is um, all that we have in Christ as his blood-bought children Ephesians 1 7 says in whom we have redemption through his blood the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace and so they're beginning to understand who they are their identity that we belong to a special person the Lord Jesus Christ and he's broke down all the barriers between the clans that have been there for years that we used to fight with now I can happily go up to a brother actually shake his hand and not start to think of something that I want to curse him about or something that I want to do evil to him I can actually love my brother and love my sister in Christ the origins and continuity of the church guarding truth and passing on those truths here's men now they're able to teach the Word of God and be able to pass those things on to others second Timothy 2 2 says and the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses the same commit thou to faithful men who shall be able to teach others and what a wonderful thing to see brethren over there growing in the truth coming out of these backgrounds of animism and finally realizing that we can set all of that aside and I don't have to fear that anymore and I can study the Word of God and I can pass that on to my children and I can pass that on to others who I fellowship with again the identity of the church how it relates to others um, kind of mentioned that a consistent loving witness for Christ you know this verse but ye shall have power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you and ye shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in Judea and Samaria and unto the other most part of the earth and of course one of the big things is to see these people love one another and then also reach out to those people again that are in other villages or in other tribes crossing borders we now have the opportunity hopefully Lord willing we go back we've had a lot of fighting in our villages near us a lot of killing going on but there are tribes that our tribe which is big is surrounded around other tribes and uh, they've asked us to come there and they said we know your language because we're just a small tribe of maybe 2,000 3,000 people we're a hundred thousand people and our tribe goes around certain tribes and those tribes um, are able to hear our language so um, Lord willing there'll be opportunities for us to take the believers to these places and to teach the word in other tribes as well the church's awareness of their overall purpose for its existence so understanding God's purposes for them and for his church again 2nd Corinthians 5 17 says therefore if any man be in Christ he is a new creature old things are passed away behold all things are become new and what a wonderful thing it is to see it's a wonderful thing wherever we are isn't it when you see somebody come to know the Lord Jesus Christ you've talked to them and uh, I've been really encouraging people that um, I found when I was flying back last time one of the brethren said oh, we, we pray for our brother Luke as he gets on each plane that uh, he'll be a witness and a lot of times I just pull up my computer and I start working on something that I have to do in Papua New Guinea because that's more important is it well the Lord convict me on the way by going back that I should be a testimony and I had many chances that's another story but to witness and uh, to talk to people and people who are actually very open and, uh, and as I began to share with different people 
I shared with them the gospel, and I was excited I could share the gospel, but I, the Lord was convicted me, no, grab them by the hand and take them all the way. Take them right, bring them. And I think we need to do that, is, is make it simple. Make sure they're, what must I do to be saved, the flipping jailer said. And we need to take them to the Lord Jesus Christ and them understand what do I need to do to be saved. And so when these brothers and sisters know what it is to be saved and then share that with others and they see somebody else come to know the Lord, it's just, uh, well, they really get excited. Um, again, heard this morning you're going to have a potluck here. Well, we have our potlucks there. And the times of fellowship together are really special. We always enjoy them. Uh, the church's view of itself, of its relationship to Christ, going deeper in worship and love of Christ. And Acts 2.42 says, And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship, and in breaking of bread and in prayers. And I'm just thankful for that verse because it always reminds me that that's where God wants us to be, is in those things. I've met different people from traveling different assemblies, and sometimes I meet somebody and they go, well, I don't come here all the time, and, uh, but God still loves me, right? And yes, God still loves you, that's true. But you know what? We miss out when we're not able to be here together and to build one another up. I was in a home north of Ottawa, and uh, the father said, okay, kids, get your Bibles. We're going to get around the table and have a time of uh, evening devotions. And so the kids all went out to the bedrooms, grabbed their Bibles, and we sat down, and everybody read a portion of the Bible. And uh, when we were done, he said, okay, son. And he didn't look to his oldest son. He looked to his youngest son, who was about eight years. And he began to share something from the word that he got out of that passage. Guess what? He found something in that passage that I didn't see. And he shared it with me, and I was learning from somebody a whole lot younger than me. You know, we come together, we can be built up from one another. It doesn't matter what our backgrounds are. God is a central focus, as we learned this morning in the Lord's Supper. And uh, if our focus is there, then, man, so much goes away. All our culture, all our backgrounds. I'm looking now at our government bringing in. Syrian refugees are coming in. And guess what? I was just mentioned, John, this morning, that I think it's called, um, maybe some of you know better, um, see if I can remember it now, New Members Association. You can actually go over to a New Members Association and find out who's coming into the country and you begin to reach out to those people. If you go over to Faith um, Bible Church in Prince Edward Island right now, there's about 40 Nepalese lined up across the front, right up front. They're sitting right up front there. And some of them are saved and have been baptized now. And we have opportunities for them to, um, for us to reach out to them and maybe, I don't know whether it's over there, they take some bed sheets or whatever. They say they have a training program for them in English. Guess what they do? The older men of the church over there, they take them out to a Sunday school class and they simply read the Word of God to them. And so they begin to learn English. There's all kinds of opportunities that are coming. And someday, I say to the people at our assembly over in Bethany, I said, maybe this form will change a bit. Maybe their culture will be a part. Something, I'm not talking about biblical things. What we see here in the Word what I just read, Apostles' Doctrine, Fellowship, Breaking Bread, and Prayers, but how that happens, sitting on a bamboo floor with grass roof, is that okay? Or should we just have these kind of beams, or what should we make it look like? Years ago, not downing anybody, but years ago, they took the red carpets, and they built beautiful big buildings in China, and the people were too, for, too poor to afford it. And they, they actually hated the red carpets and all that stuff that the white man brought over. How would this maybe change? Maybe we'll be sitting on the floor. Or maybe we'll be doing something a little differently. But there are a lot of people coming into our country 
where the Lord has given us opportunities to be a blessing to them. Oops. And then finally, the existence of strategies for equipping those involved in the outreach of the church, a vision for reaching out beyond the borders of the local assembly. And that's just a really big thing, just to cross over other borders into other tribes. Um, boy, in some tribes, you just don't do that. You might be dead the next day, but things are changing. And uh, some of it may be result as, as the, I see them talking back and forth. You see these tribal people with their little mobile phones in their hands, and, and, and sometimes they... They get, I don't know if I shared this before or not, but a lady was on top of the mountain behind us and she went screaming down the mountain one day past me. And I said, uh, later I saw her, I said, what, what was wrong? I said, what was that? And I said, uh, did you see something? She said, um, she said, well, do you believe that our ancestors can talk to us from the dead? And I said, no. I said, something might be happening upstairs maybe. And uh, she goes, no, but she says, I got the phone. And she says, somebody started talking to me on the phone. And I thought it was one of my dead ancestors on the phone. And this is the first time, you know, got this new mobile thing. I said, what did you dial? She said, 911. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, sometimes, uh, anyway, it's a learning curve for them with these new things that are coming into the country. But um, sometimes they have freedom to call, and so they call people from different provinces. One guy calls a lady at night, and she goes, oh, I've never been up in your part of the world. And he goes, uh, well, have you ever been to the city? She goes, no. He goes, well, you can take a boat. You're on the coast. He said, just take a boat down the coast. We take vehicles down there all day. And he said, with public motor vehicles. So Sunday morning now, I have people who don't speak cafe. They sit there and look at me like this. And so you've got to include them by using the trade language, which is being used more and more, and English is coming in now. And so I have people on Sunday morning who are from some islands or they're from another coast, and I get to hear what their culture is like and uh, what it's like for them to meet together. It's just totally different. Well, I don't know how it'll change. Matthew, I need another PowerPoint. So now we're going to go to a little bit more the update of, uh, of what God is doing in our village and other neighboring villages. So I've been sending some prayer letters out asking you to pray for uh, the village of Oza. I don't know if you noticed that or not, but um, there's been some fighting, a little bit of a hiccup between them and the neighboring village, but um, God has opened doors there, and these people seem to be really open and we're in a tribe where we have 273 villages, almost 100,000 people, and in most villages there are a number of churches. We outdo you in Dartmouth for the number of churches we have. We, because people walk to their church, and so many of these churches are, could be either a cult or a church that doesn't teach the gospel at all, and so people have mixed in their animistic thinking, and, uh, and that's what they have. And so many of them don't know the truth, and... Um, so we're praying for this village because it's one of the villages that doesn't have a church building in it. And so we're hoping the Lord will open their hearts. They seem to be really open and excited about us coming. So you can just continue praying. This is one of the villages that uh, we've taken a picture of here. When we first returned back um, last year, it was pouring, raining, cats and dogs. And uh, yes, it took down power lines and uh, lots of um, floods and whatnot. And by the way, we're on the, I don't know, probably some of you know my brother Mark, who's in Peru. Um, we're on the same, we're on the same spot, latitude-wise, 
And uh, if he went into the mountains, which he did during that time, he found the same things happening. He was um, running into these floods and whatnot. And I don't know if that's consistently always the same way, but so lots of rain. And when the rain comes, there's lots of good food, lots of sweet potatoes, and uh, people are eating good and uh, having these things we call moo-moos. Uh, you call them maybe luau's if you're off to Hawaii, if you get there. And uh, so... The Lord really blesses. This is our mandarin tree beside our house. It's producing like never before. But then the drought came. And so for the last number of months, there was a drought. And just now, after maybe eight months, they're finally getting some rains. And so please pray that the Lord will continue to give rains because it has really been a struggle for them. And the government's got involved and helped them, um, giving them bags of rice. And that's just not that often. So we've tried to help too with the believers and people in our village what we could. Uh, this is um, the lowest red dot there is uh, the province that we're in. And so it was mostly drought there, but some of the neighboring provinces had frost too. And so these people basically live, they're subsistence farmers and depend heavily on their gardens. And uh, so when they get hit with frost, then uh, that's a real tragedy. We had a conference, our first conference, uh, when we went back last year. And this is one of the ladies that came to know the Lord. Her name's Janet, and uh, I love Janet. I don't know who I could pick on here, but I, I won't this morning. But sometimes in meetings where I go, there's people who never, never lose contact, eye contact with me. They're always there. It doesn't matter if I cross by. They're, they're there. They're there. They're always watching me. And that's what Janet is. And she's just a newly saved believer. And uh, she's just keenly always there on time and uh, just has really grown in the last year that she's been saved. And recently she said, I want to be baptized. And I said, great. Am I missing a slide there? I think I gave Matthew the stick, but I think most of my, um, if I'm missing slides here, it's because it's on another PowerPoint. But anyway, um, her husband said, you can't baptize her now. She hasn't been to your church for a long time. She's not growing. You have to wait until she's a mature Christian and she's been there for a while. Then you baptize her. I said, okay. Can you show me where that is in the Bible? And uh, he goes, no, it must be in there, isn't it? And uh, I said, I never heard it before, but if you show me, I'll follow it. And uh, so then he came back the next day, and he began to ask me questions, and he began to share with me things that had been bothering him. And the church that he was going with, he said, the preacher is going past the fence. In other words, he was bringing in all kinds of doctrines and, and teachings and, and blaming us who worship on Sunday, that we worship the sun god, and using verses that had nothing to do with anything, and making up all sorts of things. So you can pray for him. His name's Terrence, and he really has an interest in the things of the Lord. Uh, our youth group continues to meet on Sunday uh, evenings, and we always have a fun time with them, or late Sunday afternoon. Um, a couple of these, few of these people have come to know the Lord. A lot of these kids just kind of hang around the road. We live close to the highway, and uh, many of them not yet uh, put their trust in the Lord, but we keep teaching the Word, and we spend the time playing games, and then we teach the Word and go back to playing games again, and we're just thankful for them coming faithfully. This is Awana. Again, we thank the Lord for the uh, faithfulness of the teachers who uh, continue to come each week. Uh, here's some of the individual teachers who help us. We thank the Lord for them. They teach the uh, Bible verse to the kids and help them to learn it so that they go home and they can, some of them wouldn't know how to read. This is my girlfriend. She's teaching some of the kids here. 
And Tracy, she's from Sault Ste. Marie. She kind of heads up the Iwana program and does games, gets the games ready. Lady on the left, far left, she does a lot of the Bible teaching. And uh, we're just thankful that she's willing to study the lessons, prepare them. Many years ago, um, I share this with you, I don't even remember this or not, but there was a guy in our village who said, uh, Luke, I, I want to find a name for my kid. And uh, so then he went and listened to the radio and, and he went home and or he came back and he told me what he had called the kid because he heard a good name on the radio. Do you remember that or not? Anyway, his name's Elvis Presley. <laughs> and uh, so Elvis was just a baby. Now this is Elvis. We have Elvis yeah, right in the house in the, in the tribe there. And uh, Elvis has won a Bible. And uh, it's really neat when they play games or they memorize verses, we give them prizes. And uh, so he's won this Bible and he was pretty proud of it. Uh, MSC, Missionary Service Committee, gave us some money towards Bibles. And so it, uh, here's some people who receive those Bibles. Um, some of them were from, again, from other denominations, but it's encouraging just to see the interest that people have. We actually take the Bibles and sell them for 75% off so that they can afford them. And uh, this lady here, she had no money, and she said, uh, I made this string bag, would that be good enough? And uh, I said, sure. So she was all proud to give me this string bag, and she took a Bible. We're always happy to see people wanting to read the Word of God. Um, we're getting to the place now where we're traveling out further into other areas where we haven't gone before. And uh, so Tracy was actually in the car here, and she said, the bridge is out. And I said, there's always a way to go. And she says, well, I'm out of the car. You can go down that way, but I'm not going. So anyway, I don't know whether it's faith or stupidity, but I always try it and thank the Lord for keeping us safe. See, I'm clicking this three times. We're going to jump four slides here. Battery? Oh. It's going in reverse. It's going forward. Um, yeah, there's some of the other bridges. These are good bridges. We've got really bad, rickety ones. Try it again. Gotta love technology. Oh, there we go. So these are some of the places that we travel to. Um, again, sometimes you see uh, mountains like this and it looks like there's nobody around, but down below or in the trees you see many villages. And uh, it's, it's happening, but it's just going to happen slow. Uh, we went to this village and we thought they wanted Bibles, but actually they were having a whole thing. They had a whole problem with sorcery. So there was another church there. Again, not doesn't preach the gospel, trying to settle the problems. But uh, we just waited and shared with some of these people about what God is doing and uh, what we do and how we share the Word of God and teach chronologically and in hopes of planning New Testament churches and just shared a bit with them about Christ. And uh, anyway, um, we were up in this village, there was a death, and I took a picture here because as I turn around, you're going to get to see where I live. Um, we live near the our highway, which is a very small road that goes through the highlands. Okay, so there it is. On the left is our house. You can see the silver up on the up there on the left side, and uh, down below is the road. So it doesn't take much to actually climb a couple of hundred feet. That's probably from the road up. It's a couple hundred feet, and uh, yeah, it's going on so now. Um, 
This is F.A. F.A.'s been teaching the Word now for some time. His daughter Marilyn sometimes runs up and likes to hold on to his leg. And, uh, and so here he's teaching in Romans the difference between Adam, the first Adam, and Christ, the second Adam. And we're just so thankful that he's able to do that and do that in his own language and make it clear to the people. Fimo, he's done, uh, does a lot of the preaching and he takes care of our place while we're gone, lives in my office and uh, continues to translate Bible lessons and uh, we do the checking. Effie and I go back through them after he's done them and make sure that everything's okay and uh, usually do some bits of adjustment. Uh, while we were back last year, um, this past year, we finished these books then, First Timothy, um, Titus, First and Second Thessalonians, and Revelation, finished those books up for um, Bible lessons and uh, those are all done now in the Cafe language. And so then we'll go back and we'll finish translating some of the um, Pauline epistles. We had a baptism before we left. Fine was really excited because this is his wife only being baptized. It always takes them a while before they get to that point. This is Lucy. Lucy's getting baptized. And the lady in the neighboring, in her na- one of her neighbors said to her, she said, you know, our church baptized you as a baby. You don't need to be baptized again. You're doing a wrong thing. And uh, she said, well, do you believe you should follow what your church is? And the woman said, yes. She said, well, I believe in following the word of God, and the word of God tells me that I need to be baptized because I've just become a born-again Christian. And so it was really neat to see her um, be aware of that and also able to talk to somebody boldly about it. So they always like to give each other hugs and whatnot after baptisms, and uh, they have their own little culture. Um, Again, we thank the Lord for each one that's uh, coming to know the, the Lord Jesus Christ and then willing to be baptized because in that, in that place or where we live, um, baptism is a, a big issue and you've got churches running around saying, you're only one to be baptized once and you already baptized with us. And uh, they said, well, we don't know what we did when we were babies and we don't understand why we did it. These two girls are... Um, They've been saved, and they're saying when we come back, they want to be baptized, so we're excited about these two girls there. I'll tell you, the kids there, they just, their minds are like a sponge, and they can absorb the word, and they can absorb, um, you do Bible memory, and they uh, are just really good at it, and so it's been neat to see these kids grow and trust the Lord Jesus Christ. We thank the Lord for this brother. He often helps with the uh, music, and uh, he's a great little player. He's a... I don't know if I mentioned this before, but one time I was playing this little song, and it goes like this. And he picks up the guitar, and I'm playing the guitar, one guitar, and he picks up the other guitar, that one, and he goes to the bass notes, and he goes boom, 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 boom. And I thought, wow, I said, I can't do that. I just, uh, I was amazed. So thank the Lord for him. Here's two sisters, or two ladies here, the one on the left, I don't think she's saved, and uh, we're just praying she'll be saved. The one on the right, she just loves the Lord, and she's almost bouncing when she comes into the meeting in the morning. She's clapping her hands and doing that, and, and gives a bit of life to us who are a bit stiff and moving in the morning. And uh, we had a brother die once, and uh, all the people were crying, and some of the believers were crying too, and she tapped some of the believers on their back. She said, he's not here, he's up there. You don't need to cry. So anyway, she's exciting to have in the meeting. Namesake, big thing, always to have. You always get a namesake when you move into a tribe like ours. And so Tracy, our coworker, is holding Tracy. And Lois is holding Luke and has her arm around Audrey. My sister is Audrey. These are going automatic, so I don't know. I'm not even pushing this. 
And then this is Lois with Lois, and so we're praying. Little Lois is not saved yet, but uh, she comes out to our youth group. She does not come out to our meeting, but uh, we just pray. Um, as we left, we preached the gospel, made it really clear, and uh, we went chronologically, and just before I left, we were able to give the gospel message what Jesus Christ had done for us on the cross, and uh, so we're hoping that some of these kids will put their faith and trust in the Lord. This is Alphonse. Alphonse, he comes to me with all his problems. He's worried about sorcery in his life, but uh, um, some of Alphonse's problems are just simply Alphonse's problems. But uh, it's neat when they come and they're willing to talk to us about the word and share some of their concerns. And so you can pray for this gentleman that he'll come to know the Lord. He just really loves to look at the word and say, you know, everything you're saying is really from the word. And uh, I said, yeah, that's what it's all about. We don't want to talk about ourselves. We want to talk about a person, the Lord Jesus Christ. Borda saw from a missionary and uh, had the chance to teach some of our guys how to use a chainsaw. And of course, take these opportunities to disciple them. I always find it, I don't know about you, but some people have a natural gift at either evangelism or discipleship or whatever. And I always find that I have to make the effort to disciple um, others. And so it's neat now, this brother especially, when he comes along and we were sitting one day and we were talking to Janet, I mentioned early when we had the conference, she got saved. Her husband, he came along and finally actually took him aside and began to answer some of his questions. And I was glad that, that I had discipled and taken the time to disciple some of these men because now they're able to uh, not just use a chainsaw, but they're able to share with others the word of God. And of course, teaching them to be faithful with cleaning the saw or somebody else's property, to be faithful in returning it. When I first got there, it was like I lent out my sweatshirt one day. It had UPEI on it. And uh, so anyway, I gave it to the guy. I said, I'm freezing, Luke, I'm freezing. He said, you've got two sweaters, give me one. Or I had a coat, too, and a sweater, and uh, it gets cold up in the mountains. So anyway, I said, okay, here you go. And uh, so then a week went by, and I said, hey, I said, where's my sweater? He said, oh, I'm looking after it. And uh, I said, well, are you going to give it back to me? Well, do you need it? You don't need it today. It's hot. I said, yeah, I know, but if I need it, oh, yeah, I'll get it back to you. And they hold on to it, and they hold it, my screwdrivers and my pliers, and, and Lois gets after me. She says, do you know where your tools are? I said, yeah, anywhere along the village, along the road, somewhere, I guess. But we had the opportunity to teach a little bit, um, teach these people about music and uh, some of them are tone deaf and they have fun and we have fun anyway. And uh, some of them have the ability to um, play guitar and whatnot. So here's a couple of the kids that have learned to play guitar. And we're just thankful that they're learning it. And F.A., one of the preachers, he's able to get up now and start uh, leading. But he's a little bit shy there without me. So this is a group. We've been teaching piano. Tracy teaches piano and uh, I've been teaching guitar. And Tracy, too, has been teaching some guitar. So... Um, somebody like Fimo, Fimo was my main, main preacher, Fimo couldn't carry a tune in a bucket if he was paid to, but uh, Effie does a great job. Then my wife took off and she, uh, August, went home to see her daughter Zara in Windsor, Ontario, and uh, we had this little papoose as a granddaughter. So this is Alexa, so now we have Trinity and Alexa, and our big prayer, of course, is that they'll be saved young in life and uh, get to know the Lord Jesus Christ. Of course, Lois has opportunities, as she can, to get out and uh, visit some of the ladies and, uh, after they've had their babies and whatnot. And again, there's opportunity to share with them about the Lord Jesus Christ and the importance of being faithful mothers. It's, it's a sad thing, but a lot of uh, women in our tribe are uh, raising their children on their own. This is one of their sons. We always encourage them to come out to the meeting 
And uh, the kids love to come out to Sunday school and uh, hear the word of God and, and play some of the games and things we do with them. Yeah, I was looking at this group here. The guy in the back, that's Elvis. Uh, he doesn't, his mom took off on him and his dad is working in a city uh, three hours away. The guy on the left, his dad died. Guy out front, his dad divorced his mom. And the gal on the right, which is Jennifer, um, she, uh, her dad ran off with another woman and uh, he says, oh, I'm still married to my other wife, but he's living in the city too and works in the city and never sees his family. But we love them coming out Sunday school. We always have them up Sunday morning and they sing a song, a couple of songs. They sing a couple of songs for the adults. And, uh, and of course, we always love having them up there and they're lots of fun and we just enjoy seeing their smiling faces. Here's the MP3 players. Again, uh, the couple of the ladies in the back there with the hats on, they wouldn't be able to read the word, but they always have their devotional time in the evenings and they're able to play that player and they can listen to songs and they listen to the word of God and uh, the guy who's there you can't see him he's sitting behind the table but he'll play a whole chapter and then you'll ask some questions okay what did you hear and they'll go oh, I don't know and he goes okay then we'll play it again and uh, so what did you learn um I guess I heard something about Joseph and he did this well let's play it again and so he'll play a passage over four to four or five times and uh, and then sometimes he'll just press the button play and everybody will just go to bed and they'll just listen to it until they fall asleep. Uh, we cut some lumber for a Sunday school house we're wanting to build. I think they're gonna start building it now while I'm gone. And uh, I just shot some of these pictures because they're actually, it's only a 10 foot long board and it's an inch thick and it's about eight inches wide. But when it's saturated with water and you're climbing 1,000 feet up, um, by the time you walk an hour's walk down the mountain with one board, uh, I don't know about you, I'm, I'm, I'm out of shape, but my legs feel pretty rubbery by the time I get to the bottom. Where's Hank? Hank, do you know what those are? Do you know what those are in the pan? Yeah, apple flop is what they are. Yes, apple flop. Apple fritters. And guess what? I always have them in Papua New Guinea because around New Year's we always have them. But Hank, they didn't make them for me this year when I came home. I thought when I'd come home, I don't know what happened. But anyway, we always enjoy the good food back there. Uh, I don't know if any of you already know uh, the McDougals. Uh, Ron McDougal has a business over in PEI, and uh, so there is his wife, Gloria, and April. April is a hygienist and cleaned about 250 missionaries' teeth, and we were just so excited to have them come over, and we went out into some of the neighboring villages, and they were just surprised how happy the people were to see them. So this is another village where we're hoping to maybe teach the Word of God. And here's Lois a, a year before, Lois, in the same village. Um, uh, just meeting some of the people and talking with them and again sharing with them some of the things we do. Uh, yes, a big thank you to all of you for praying for us. Um, here we are at SIL. We've gone down to the coast to buy Bibles and bring them back again. So SIL, Wycliffe Bible Translators have a guest house down there where we can stay. And uh, we're just thankful to the Lord for the ability to go down there and to get Bibles and see people have those in their own language. And we know that you guys are praying for us and I know that God moves on behalf of people's prayers and I can't say thank you enough for simply praying for us as the Lord keeps us safe. And again, please be praying for uh, our church over there, the people of Papua New Guinea, that, uh, that the rains will continue to come and that they'll be able to um, enjoy some, some of their garden food. Um, I guess my time's gone, so let's just bow in a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we just thank you so much for your love to us. We thank you that uh, 
though we were sinners lost going our own way, that you would love us in such a way that you would send your only Son, heaven's best, to come and die in our place. And Father, we thank you that we know this truth and that we've become a part of your family. Help us to be aware of needy brothers and sisters around us. Help us to be aware of the lost around us from day to day, that we might be ready to share a word and to encourage them to turn to the Lord Jesus Christ. Father, we thank you so much. I thank you for this assembly and ask your blessing on it. And as they reach out to the community here in Dartmouth and further, we just pray that they'll be encouraged and continue to grow in your word. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. And thank you.